What up, though? Welcome back to I'm Growing Man. It's your man, John D. Outside the building. <laughs> I wanted to get on here and reflect out loud about my, my past three or four days. I was exposed to some great energy. I had the opportunity to shoot some wisdom out there. But this orientation introduction of what this company stands for, I thought they did a great job. I think that the information was overwhelming for maybe newer teachers because they have so much information and the resources is like remarkable. I can say that like from the experience that I've had in education, I think that they represent what public schools should have. They just, you know, I guess it's really difficult. I don't know why it would be difficult because they, they hit on key principles of what education should stand for. And every position that I was able to listen to, they kind of like showed them how they were a part of this, this machine. And what I've learned is that education is getting better because of what I just saw. I didn't believe in private, profit, whatever. But now that I'm older, I think this company, they find ways to get better. They don't just stay with one thing. And I'm not saying they change curriculums or whatnot, but they just keep finding ways to improve. And I heard that in these last three or four days. And, you know, I got the opportunity to meet many people from different backgrounds. And it was wonderful to, like, you know, just talk and see where people were in life. I'm talking like I was the oldest there, but I wasn't. You know, I know my eyes are different. A lot of the people there have not had my experience. So me going... It was like getting to know people and actually looking at me at different parts of my life in different people. Because, you know, when you start out, you, you really do want to save every kid. And you feel like you're the exception. And then you realize that this is tough. I met the cool teacher you know, yesterday, I think. Yeah, that's who I was. And then, you know, if you don't know how to have classroom management, the cool teacher will get ran over no matter how cool you are and your voice will get loud and you like these kids are turning you into something but you don't realize school set up these procedures for you to be the best you can be but we as adults feel like we can't do it that the way that they would like us to do it we want to do it the way that we want to do it and then you know a lot of teachers get burnt out because they didn't try the methods that the schools was trying to introduce and that's that's just just me listening and i was looking at where i was i remember i was like my, i mean my classroom management can always improve but overall i'm still the cool teacher but i understand procedures at this point in my life you know and when you have procedures and you're consistent you stand by them nobody can get away with it because that's what you believe in check this out i don't use the n-word I'm lying. I use the N-word when I'm in certain companies where I'll say this. I am trying to completely remove it. I am. No, this is no lie. But sometimes when you just get in certain environments, certain things come out easier than you would when you know companies around different companies. And just being completely honest, but I am trying to get it out because I have gotten to the point where I feel like it's not necessary. And I feel like if anything can hurt somebody by anybody else saying it, that's something I don't want to have anything to do with. Like, if you can hurt me with something that, like a word, 
that you're supposed to be describing me, but other people can use it in different terminologies and depending on where you're from, like certain things accepted and certain things aren't. It's just too, too ambiguous. So I prefer to stay away from it. As I move forward, I want to be a person who can recognize things that I don't stand for anymore. So since I don't stand for it in my classroom, when I have students that are using it, it's automatically goes off. Like it's unacceptable. I don't care what color they are. I just know that it's not tolerated in my classroom. And I've explained it to them where I told them the reason why I don't like it. And they, they understood. Now, it didn't completely ban it because they use it outside of the classroom all the time. But you know what I did? I brought an awareness to them. Like you got to be mindful of what you're talking about and who's around because everybody's looking. If you don't have these conversations with kids, they will continue bad habits and not even be aware and get opportunities taken away from them and they didn't even know that they had. So we have to do a better job by leading by example. You know, and I know people use the word and I'm not tripping. I'm just saying for me, I prefer not to use it, and it's a lot easier for me to recognize words that's inappropriate from students. So I can just hear these things, right? So if I'm going to correct that behavior, I have to tell them why. I have to tell them what it looks like later. I have to tell them that you're going to work on it. And, you know, the reason why I'm saying this is because my classroom sounds different than it did or to another classroom. There are teachers that do not tolerate inappropriate language and they will write students up. But these kids aren't doing it to make the teacher mad. But if a teacher believes that kids are supposed to be responsible and come to school for education and do what they're supposed to do, then I get it. But these kids come from so many different backgrounds. And until until we teach empathy. And when I say empathy, I'm referring to like people that have no clue of one's background. Like you can read about something, but if you have no idea of what people are trying to describe, like you're going to think that kids are supposed to like still correct the behavior immediately. They practice bad behaviors outside of your life on a regular basis. So when they come into your classroom, you have to put into perspective that you're either planting a seed or you're going to nurture the soil until the seed can be planted. Because these kids are coming from unpolished areas of life. And that's the reason why I realize what a classroom is supposed to sound like if it's going to improve. Because I'm going to tell you this, there's kids that curse all the time and say, hey, it's inappropriate language. It's like, Mr. Lewis, you always listening to me. I'm like, no, I know what kids are supposed to sound like. I mean, if you start sounding like adults and I'm the only one in here, it couldn't have been me. So that's why it goes up. So I let them know, like, adults hear these things. So if you respect me, you would work on not using that language around me because I don't think it's appropriate. So go through the course of the year. And like, I wasn't even there a whole a whole year. I was there even less than half a year. But I'm going to tell you, by the end of the year, students would curse and they would look up at me and be like, my bad. And I'm like, just carry on. I planted the seed for them to know. Like, people are always listening. And because I'm not trying to get you in trouble for cursing. Now, if you say F you, that's different. And how about this? I talked about this before. I had kids to say F you. And you know, I was trying to figure out how I can get students to not say that to me. But, you know, this is what I learned, too. You, you develop those relationships. 
Like students feel like they can say things to you that they wouldn't say to somebody else also. So you got to be careful. And I'm still learning that. But this conference, all these people that I had the opportunity to meet, I could I could see a lot of myself and so many different one of them, you know, and especially like new teachers. And, you know, I'll tell you this. I definitely saw some great teachers. And I just hope that they have the ability to have classroom management so that they can give these kids what they got. Because I was I was impressed by the energy. Like, I haven't been around that type of energy in a long time when it comes to education. Like, I'm going to tell you the energy. I'm going to try to, like, articulate it. Just imagine if you're an educator and you work for a school for years, the turnover rate, depending on the turnover rate, that's going to be your energy of new ideas or whatnot. When you go to an orientation for your your new staff that's coming in, to go to a charter school, you're most likely gonna be a new teacher or a very young teacher. Like if you are seasoned like myself, it's very few of us, you know what I'm saying? Because you can just hear the ideas and I was like, golly, if these kids could just listen to these adults, the world would change. That's how much energy I felt. But then I was like, what is, what's going to prevent that from happening? This is the thing that I think they need to, to work on. I think everybody needs to work on it. But if schools got professional development for communication, like just to get better in communication. And I'm telling you this, teachers would become better teachers because if teachers are better communicators, when they know what they're doing, immediately set boundaries and they're going to be able to model these things in the classroom. And when teachers are better communicators, they're going to have better relationships. They're going to be able to express themselves in a way that they couldn't before. Because until you take communication a little more seriously, you're going to always get certain things to happen because you're, you don't know how to stop the bleeding. When you're in a bad situation, Ego and pride will prevent certain people from like just stopping the whole situation. You guys are on the same team. Just think about it. When you're talking to somebody, you get into an argument and one thing can lead to another. Y'all friends. What happened? It's like ego and pride. But if you know how to communicate, you're going to be able to recognize when things may be going awry. And then guess what? You're going to stop and be like, hold up, what's going on? How did it get here? You'll start catching yourself. And then you know what? When you start catching yourself, it's less likely for you to get mad over something that was going to make you mad. And when you're mad, your product changes. Everybody makes a better product when they're happy. And, you know, I know people will be complaining like, yeah, no, this is I'll tell you this, though. Anybody who takes it seriously, those teachers will be the best teachers in any school building. There's nobody that can counter that. Nobody. Because better communicators mean you're a better person because you're going to be able to tell people what you mean without any misunderstandings. And when you realize you can do that, you're going to become a better person because you're going to realize people may have been taking advantage of you in your mind because you didn't know how to express yourself. And, you know, sometimes like when you say something like they know I don't like that, if they knew they wouldn't do it again. They wouldn't. What friend, what family member wants to hurt your feelings on purpose? But you didn't set that boundary where they was like, because they thought you was playing. Because if they knew that you were serious, they wouldn't have done it again.
And that's what I'm saying. Imagine if you got teachers that are better communicators. They're able to deliver a more effective message of whatever their content area is. And not only that, they're going to model better communication skills. Kids are just a reflection of their environment. When they go home, that's all they hear is this, this, this. So wherever you are as an educator, if you want to plant that seed, forever how long you got them in a day, work on your communication. Because I don't know kids that want to fail on purpose. Not at all. No kids I know want to fail on purpose. That's what I'm saying. The, the energy. I was just like, wow. This is like one of the first conferences that I wasn't sleepy. I like took it so seriously. I participated. This is what I was trying to get. I told myself that this position I got, I'm going to try to become super cold in it. Like, I'm going to become like, I need to know what it takes to be super cold in this position because I am in education to help people. And even though I want a podcast for the rest of my I can do this. I can do both of these. I really can. I'm going to become the coldest in my position. I'm going to ask around so I can get as much information as possible. Like I told you guys, I am going to show everybody that you can get better in anything if you put the effort with intentional effort. But like I was saying, I was asking these questions like, what does it look like for a teacher to be successful? Like how many hours? It was so crazy. Some people do learn faster than others, some people, but I was trying to get a general idea so that these teachers, these young teachers would know that if you really want to be good, you're going to have to put in an extra hour or two a day until you create a routine where you can continue to get better. Because being a teacher, I can see how overwhelming it can be if you don't have a routine. For real. Like, it's so many different things that you got to like. And you're like responsible for like so many different things. This classroom management stuff is real. If you're not good, you won't even be able to teach your content effectively. So I'm saying if we as educators became better communicators, everything in our life would improve. You know, uh, I think everything is just a big misunderstanding when it doesn't go your way. Like when it don't go your way, it wasn't supposed to go your way. And if it didn't go your way, you had to get the lesson. You know what I realized, too? People say, if you don't get that, it it wasn't meant for you. Yeah, because I wasn't good enough for it. Whatever it is. Because if you're good enough for it, nobody's going to pass up the better candidate. You know, like, that's what's crazy to me. Like, I just feel like if you as cold as you think you are, nobody's passing you up. That's where I am mentally now. I got passed up for so many things. I was like, John, you just wasn't good enough. You know, people thought you were good because you could sell them the story. But you're not as polished as you think. You know, you did a few things and people know you will work hard and you will get better. But the people that don't know you, they don't know what you can do. And you got to get better in this area. And I just I realized that, like, you got to work. If you want to get better in anything, you got to work. And I'm going to work. I'm going to prove this. And I'm going to continue to put out this content on showing you guys how how seriously I'm taking my life. But I am so happy to be back home. I want you to know that because I miss my family. It's real weird just being away. Like when you do like you used to a certain way and then I don't know. I used to like enjoy leaving out of town, exploring. And I don't care about that. No more. I just be wanting to be with my family. I got the opportunity to talk to a lot of people about relationships, too. Because, you know, I really believe I understand what a successful relationship needs if it's going to be successful. I really do. You know, people can argue with it, but I don't think anybody can say 
you know, and it's it's going to hurt it if you do it. Like, I'm just saying, like, if you want a successful relationship, effective communication is really important. A lot of people think they're effective communicators, too. Look, chicks, I know that I'm not an effective communicator. I know I'm not. Because if I was, I wouldn't have to say things twice. Because an effective communicator understands who his audience is. And he's able to say it one time. Because you already know what your audience needs to hear. I'm not there yet. But I'm getting there. But I do know this. When it comes to relationships, I love talking about it. Because I want other people to know where I am is way more fun <laughs> than where a lot of people are in their relationships. I've seen people been married for years, 50 years, and they still say crazy things. Like, I wouldn't say nothing crazy. Like, 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 I love my wife. I love being around her. And I can't believe, like, I feel this way. It's, it's like, remarkable, like, uncanny. Because... Even before, I always liked being around her, but I didn't think I could be around her. Because I guess I was just programmed thinking that, you know, being around my wife too long was going to make me want to, like, not want to be with her. That's the ignorance I lived. But becoming her friend has changed my perspective on so many different things. And being an educator, working on becoming a better husband, and being a better father, I'm excited about the whole team of just being able to look back and tell you well you know what figuring another 10 years these podcast episodes are gonna make a lot more sense to people because i'm telling you and i'm gonna be cold at whatever i'm doing by then too because i'm going to keep working like i'm not gonna work harder in like in the aspect of like meaningless work i'm going to work harder on ways to become super cold super cold but uh, I appreciate y'all messing with me. I'm going to keep working on this craft and you guys are going to witness my growth. And hopefully some of you guys will see that you have the ability to do the same thing. You just got to believe you're that important. Y'all make today better than yesterday. Don't worry about anything you can't control. G-A-T-A. Get after that action or that action will get after you. Be great on purpose. Boom. Boom.